Chapter Thirteen of Flash Evans, Cameron Newshawk, by Frank Bell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Perard. Chapter Thirteen, A Polo Game. The Newsview soundtrack pulled into the private grounds of the Excelsior Polo Club at exactly ten minutes to three. Through the elm trees, George Doyle caught sight of the field and gave a chuckle of pleasure. The match is still on. The seventh chucker was under way as the truck drew up at the sidelines. Flash and Doyle worked swiftly, knowing they had little time. How's the score? The technician demanded of a spectator. Six to four in favor of the internationals. Flash carefully looked over the field as he focused his camera. Two riders were outstanding. Raja Mitra for the internationals and Herbert Rascombe on the American team. Mitra, a handsome, dark man of thirty, handled his mount expertly. His clashes with Rascomb were frequent. Deliberately, Flash trained the camera lens upon them. Doyle's protest was immediate and explosive. Say, what's the idea? Do you want to make Rascomb store? Since when are we working for him? Flash countered. We're here to get good pictures. He happens to be one of the best players on the field. The argument might have waxed warmer, but just then the chucker ended with a spectacular goal made by Rascomb. He wheeled his horse, a beautiful black mare, and rode over to the sound wagon. Good afternoon, boys, he said heartily, taking a few pictures. Newsview, Doyle replied. That last shot of yours was pretty, Mr. Rascomb. Thank you, thank you. The sportsman doffed his cork helmet mockingly, and his lips parted in a smile. The fact is, Raja Mitra is too fast for me today. A marvelous player, that man. There was an expansive, friendly quality to Rascomb which attracted Flash, despite himself. For some reason, he had felt distrustful of the man. Now that he had heard him speak, the feeling was slipping away. A little request, boys, the sportsman said casually. No close-ups of me, please. You don't like to be photographed? Flash inquired, watching the man curiously. Rascomb's dark eyes appraised the cameraman. His glance took in the cheap suit, the muddy shoes, wrinkled tie. You'll have to excuse Evans' appearance. Doyle spoke apologetically. He fell into a river this morning. A river? Rascomb asked in amusement. Flash did not bother to explain or correct Doyle's misstatement. After a lengthy pause, the polo player inquired thoughtfully, "'Haven't I seen you somewhere before? Your face seems familiar.' "'Funny. I was thinking the same thing when I first saw you. That was at the Indianapolis auto races.' "'Oh, so you saw me there?' "'Yes. I have a picture as a souvenir. Snapped it while you were talking with one of the drivers in the pit.' The pleasant smile receded from Rascomb's face, the corners of his lips twitched i dislike being photographed he said i dislike it intensely it makes me especially nervous to know that a camera is focused upon me during a polo match i trust you'll oblige me by not taking any pictures except from across the field oh sure doyle said instantly before flash could answer we'll be glad to do you that little favor you'll not lose by it Rascomb wheeled his horse as if to ride away. Plainly, he was irritated. Flash decided to court further displeasure. 
i'd like to ask a personal question if you don't mind mr rascomb he remarked are you related to a man named povey povey the sportsman demanded sharply albert povey he was listed as killed in the recent train wreck whatever gave you the idea i knew him i was told that you had claimed the body rascomb's expression became inscrutable his dark eyes bored into flash as if probing for what lay behind the question he moistened his lips to speak at that instant a player motioned to him from across the field rascomb's relief was obvious excuse me he said i'll talk with you later jerking his mount's head he rode to his post the game was resumed what was the idea of deliberately trying to antagonize rascomb doyle accused such tactics won't get you anywhere maybe not a trip to the hunting lodge flash cheerfully admitted he had no intention of allowing rascomb to dictate what pictures he could or could not take oddly as the game continued no occasion arose to photograph the sportsman at close range rascomb played erratically his mallet slashed wickedly but many of his shots were badly placed losing his temper he began jerking his horse about and calling it an evil brute the internationals led by the rajah piled up two goals in rapid succession and won by a wide margin secretly flash wondered if rascomb had been upset by the question about albert povey the game over doyle seemed in no haste to leave the club grounds i'll be back in a little while he said vaguely and wandered down to the stables where rascomb last had been seen take your time presently flash saw the pair disappear into the clubhouse together he settled himself in the truck for a long wait doyle is breaking his neck to make a good impression on that fellow he thought oh well it's none of my affair he was half tempted to follow doyle into the clubhouse while he had no desire to seek rascomb's favor he would enjoy driving the sportsman into a corner with another question about albert povey a half hour elapsed before doyle returned to the truck he was in high spirits rascomb and i had a long talk together he declared enthusiastically i think i've swung it an invitation to rascomb's lodge doyle nodded as he guided the sound truck down the winding road to the main highway he's been thinking of getting up a weekend party out at his place if he does he'll telephone us tonight at the parker hotel us rascomb isn't a fellow to hold a grudge you were short with him but he's overlooking it nice of him flash said dryly he was interested in you doyle admitted asked a lot of questions did he what sort of questions oh nothing out of the way just who you were where you came from and what sort of fellow you were if the invitation comes through we'll both be included it was decent of you to put in a good word for me flash said nevertheless i don't think i'll be interested then you're a sap rascomb would show us a wonderful time and it wouldn't cost us a penny i'm not so sure i figure there's a string attached somewhere a string what do you mean i don't know myself flash admitted i'll be frank and say rascomb has me puzzled driving back to excelsior city the newsreel men located themselves at the parker hotel not wishing to be far from a telephone 
doyle insisted upon dining in the building later he returned to his room flash remained in the lobby reading a newspaper until after nine o'clock entering the bedroom he found doyle gloomily playing a game of solitaire your telephone call didn't come through flash asked no rascomb must have been handing me a line it's enough to make a fellow sick i'm sorry you didn't get the invitation george flash said sincerely still i don't see how you could have made the trip we're supposed to be working for newsview no new assignment has come through they expect to give us a day off now and then flash began to check through his suitcase to see what clothes he would need to buy he had written his mother for additional shirts and underwear but it would take days for a package to overtake him the suit he had worn in his river plunge must be sent to the cleaners whether or not it ever could be worn again was problematical as he sorted garments flash came upon the envelope which contained photographic prints he poured them out on the table examining them one by one reaching the last print a peculiar expression crossed his face that's queer he muttered he went through the stack a second time taking care that two did not stick together the picture he sought was not there his chair made a grating sound on the bare floor as he turned to face his roommate doyle he said quietly tell me the straight truth did you remove a picture of herbert rascomb from this envelope End of chapter thirteen